Well, hello, and welcome back to Noah's Window. As we wrap up our talks on forgiveness, I want to circle back around to something I think is so important, and that is understanding what forgiveness is, uh, because forgiveness is an opportunity uh, for restoration. It's not a guarantee of restoration, and it's such an important point to make in our culture today, because I think there's such a misunderstanding of what forgiveness is. Forgiveness uh, very often can be confused with a demand for a restoration or a permission to continue to harm or do do damage to someone or something. So let's just kind of unpack this again one more time. And, and what I would like for you to see as we're walking through this is that what forgiveness is, it's an opportunity for restoration. Now, we talked earlier this week about the fact that we can, as a creditor, as the one who's been offended, we can actually Uh, give forgiveness as a gift, which we say is always a gift. We can give forgiveness as a gift. We can actually make a a complete transaction, just one-sided from our end of things, and release the obligation that that other person owes us. We can do that all by ourselves. But as far as restoring the relationship, it's going to require a response from that other person. It's going to require an action from that other person. So that's what we want to talk about today. So because forgiveness is so often misunderstood, Let's just talk about um, how it should work. Now, in in the ideal situation, what should happen and when there's some offense that happens uh, is the um, offender, the guilty person, humbly and sincerely goes to the person they hurt and doesn't deny what they did, doesn't dismiss what they did, but acknowledges what they did and humbly asks for forgiveness, which we've already said, can only be given as a gift. So at that point, that person's ready to receive that gift of forgiveness. That is how it should work. Uh, And at that point, that relationship most probably is going to be restored. But let's look back at a Bible story uh, that might help us to understand a little bit of a subtlety in how this is going to work with relationships. Um, back in Genesis, there's a, almost half the book is devoted to one person's story, and that is the story of Joseph. And most of you are probably familiar with what his brothers did to him. And then at the end of the book, when the brothers actually need him and he's in a position of power, he tests them a little bit. So Joseph, as he's uh, talking at the end of the book, you'll see that Joseph had long since forgiven his brothers. But before he restored them into the relationship, he needed to to know that their hearts had changed. So he puts them through a couple of tests, and he becomes convinced that they really did have a heart change. And at that moment, that relationship is very lovingly restored. And if you aren't familiar with the story, I challenge you to go back to the book of Genesis, plunge in about the middle, but the story I'm telling you about comes at the almost the very end of the book of Genesis. So it, when there was um, humble repentance and when Joseph could see that their hearts had changed, then he restored the relationship. doesn't mean they were perfect. They still had some issues later on. But um, the relationship, in order to be restored, there needed to be a change of heart on the part of the person who had offended. And so that's kind of the principle we need to apply in our life when we're dealing with relationships that are broken. So, um, you know, forgiveness is an offer of restoration, but it can be accepted or it can be rejected. Um, Let's take it to another place where it's even the most important because our relationship with Jesus, who has provided forgiveness to us, can be accepted or rejected. And it's really important to understand that. So let's look at a little scenario in John chapter 5. In John chapter 5, Jesus 
is talking to some religious leaders. In fact, he's talking to people who've spent most of their life meticulously copying the scripture and trying to preserve it. That's their, that is what they do. That is what their role is, is to know the scripture because they copied it all the time. If anyone wanted to had a question about the scripture, they would go to these people and say, what does it say? And the reason is they, they literally lived in it every day. So, um, the, the the challenge that Jesus um, puts to them is very um, telling if you realize who they are and what they do. So in John 5, 39, Jesus says to them, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. So they think they're getting eternal life from actually being immersed in the scriptures. And of course, here we're talking about strictly the Old Testament because the New Testament was not yet available. So when he's talking about the scriptures, he's talking about the Old Testament. So he says to them, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. But the scriptures point to me, and the me there is Jesus. Yet you refuse to come to me and receive this life. This life is freely given, but they refuse to receive it. So Jesus has provided the forgiveness, but they're refusing it. So uh, let's let's look a little further um, at the at bringing it up to us, to our day and time. All of us are guilty sinners, and all of us are in need of forgiveness. And Jesus is freely providing that forgiveness to us, but we have to respond to that free offer of forgiveness. So we know that if we if we believe, if we humble ourselves and repent, and we believe on Him, that He's promised to. Uh, forgive us and to make us his child. So let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 7. I'm going to read in verse 10 from the Amplified Version. Let's talk a little bit about what that change looks like, that change of heart. We can't make ourselves perfect. Of course not. But repentance is about having a change of mind. So instead of wanting to sin, we don't want to sin. We want to please God. We, we, we re- have that regret. We have that godly sorrow. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 10. And Paul says here, for godly sorrow that is in accord with the will of God produces a repentance without regret. And listen to this next phrase, leading to salvation. But worldly sorrow, the hopeless sorrow of those who do not believe produces death. So it's that sorrow when we realize we're a sinner and we want to go respond to that offer, that offer of forgiveness that Jesus has provided. We're going to respond to that. And so that godly sorrow leads to salvation. So I want to share just one more scripture with you. And this is in the book of Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. And in fact, I'm going to pull my Bible out and read a little more to you to give you a little context here. Let's back up to verse 21. And again, Colossians is a letter that Paul wrote to the Christians at Colossae. So he says, this includes you. And, and, and again, you can tell this verse is starting. It's referring to something that's already been said. So I hope you grab your Bible and uh, look at the book of Colossians. It's a short letter. Remember, it's just a letter. It's totally worth reading and it's totally worth memorizing. But um, I would really encourage you to pick up your Bible and read this short little letter from Paul to the church at Colossae. So we're going to jump back in in verse 21. This includes you who are once far away from God. You are his enemy, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself. How? Through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So I would just encourage you two things. One is uh, just understand that a free gift of forgiveness um, 
in order to have a, in order for that to culminate in a restored relationship requires a response on the other end. And so keep that in mind in our relationships, but ultimately um, Jesus is asking us to respond to his free gift of forgiveness that he's offering us because we can reject it. In our rebellion, we can just walk away and reject that free gift of forgiveness. And I pray that we won't do that. Uh, it's not dependent on any of our good works. It's totally dependent on him. As as Paul uh, mentions here, we were we were in a place where we were far away from God, and we were we were content in our sin. But now, because of the forgiveness that Jesus has offered to us, we can be reconciled. We can be restored to Him in a right relationship. And I hope that we will all respond that way. So, uh, let's have a word of prayer as we close this morning. Oh Father, thank you so much for your free gift of forgiveness and for the offer that you provide to us to receive that forgiveness so that through what Jesus did for us, we could have a right standing before you. We could stand before you blameless, as Paul tells us in the book of Colossians. And for all those who are watching or listening today, if they're not yet clear on what their relationship is with you, I pray that this would be the day that your Holy Spirit would just give them great clarity. They would be able to know with confidence that they have received that free gift of forgiveness and stand before you blameless, not because of anything we do or don't do, but because of what Jesus has done and what he's provided that we are uh, receiving because he's offered it to us. And we just thank you, Father, for all you're doing. Thank you for so many changed lives that we hear about every day. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to participate in what you're doing. What an honor and a privilege. And again, I just pray your blessings on everyone watching and listening and help us that we can be a blessing to them as well. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you just prayed and received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you just prayed to receive that gift of forgiveness that that Jesus has offered by paying for our sins with his own life, we would love to help you on your new faith journey. If you would text PRAYED to 97000, we have some things we'd love to just give you. No obligation attached. There's a Bible and a book and some things we'd just love to send to you and make a connection. If there's any other way we can help you, we would love to do that. Whether you live here or far away, we would just love to connect with you. Um, if you want to just give us some feedback or some encouragement or some suggestions, a prayer request, we would love to hear from you as well. If you would just text TALK to us to 97000, that will come right to our team and we'll uh, see your your request and pass them on to our prayer team and get your feedback and and certainly, we appreciate all of the responses that you send our way. You're such a wonderful audience, and we're just so privileged to get to talk to you every day. Pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day, and we'll look forward to seeing you again on Monday. God bless.